Hey, welcome to Venture Online. My name is Jake Harp and I'm one of the pastors here at Venture Christian Church. If you're here right now, it means that you're either new to Venture and we've never met before, or you're regular here. You might be on vacation or unable to spend time with us. Whichever place you find yourself today, we want to connect with you. During the service, Daniel is going to talk about our Connect card. We would love for you to fill that out because we want to connect and do life alongside each other. You can let us know what's going on in your life and how we can be praying for you. If this is your first time joining us, you live here in Hamilton County, Indiana, I am so glad that you decided to be here today. At Venture, it's our goal to seek Jesus and to see you. We hope that today's service helps you feel seen, known, and loved. We found that the best way to do that is in person and face-to-face. -face. So if you're nearby, let this be the first step today, and we hope to see you soon. If you're part of this church family, but you couldn't attend in person, please know that we miss you, and we can't wait to have you join us again. We're very excited that you've taken time to be with us today. Without further ado, let's jump into the service. Good morning. Welcome to Worship Adventure together today. I encourage you to stand as we sing this opening song. Let these words be our prayer today on what is a very unique worship service. Let's sing this together. To you our hearts are open, nothing here is hidden. You are our one desire. You alone are holy, only you are worthy. God, let your fire fall down. Sing that again. Our hearts are open, nothing here is hidden. You are our one desire. You alone are holy, only you are worthy. God, let your fire fall down. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for the opportunity to come into this time into this space. God, we have been preparing for this for weeks and even months. And we know and trust that you are preparing those involved in today's service. God, I pray that as we hear today, help us be quick to listen and slow to speak. God, may you continue to shape and mold our hearts through our experience together today. And may, uh, through this time, this worship together today, help us raise the temperature of evangelism in our church. God, we long and want more people to know and follow you. And may our acts and our words and even our listening be evidence of your truth. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. My name is Daniel, and I serve here as our executive pastor. And as I mentioned earlier, today is a very unique service. In fact, if you're here for the first time today, know that this is unlike anything we've done and probably will ever do again. Uh, but we are so glad that you're here, and we want to know that you're with us today. So if you will, um, whether you're here for the first time or maybe you call Venture Home, there's a QR code on the screen right now. Let us know that you're here by filling out our Connect card. Uh, you can scan that code, or you can also go to venturechristian.church slash card, or you can find that in our app as well. When you uh, follow that link, you'll be given two options, one to list as a kind of a regular here at Venture, or maybe one as a guest. 
And if you're a guest, I want to say, again, a special welcome to you. And we have a gift, just a way of saying thanks for coming to worship with us. You'll find that out in the starting point out uh, just right across our lobby. We have a gift uh, to give to you today. And if you're watching online, we have a gift for you as well. We would love the opportunity to mail that to, uh, to you. So let us know where we can send that, and we'll ship you a starting point in a box later on this week. Uh, also, uh, here at Adventure Day, we have the opportunity to worship through giving. And know that your generosity, your financial uh, contributions to our ministry helps us fuel what we do, not just here in this location, this building, this campus, even this county, but all over the world as those uh, resources are spread out among uh, missions partners that do good work in the name of Jesus Christ throughout the globe. And so if you've brought a a financial gift today, a physical gift, that is a check or cash, you can put that in the box on your way out. Or you can give digitally online by going to venturechristian.church slash give, or you can find that in our app. Uh, As I mentioned, again, today we've been prepping for this uh, for several weeks. We are in the midst of our One Life series, and this is week two of that. And um, this whole series is uh, uh, an effort to raise the spiritual temperature of evangelism within our own congregation. And we have these spiritual growth journey guides that we have been handing out over the last several weeks, and we have some more even today. In fact, if you do not yet have one of these, uh, there's some folks right now in the aisles that will be happy to give you one of those. Just raise your hand. uh, briefly, and we'll make sure you get handed one of these. If you have one and you brought it, you're going to want to turn to page 29 as there's an opportunity to write some uh, notes in there. Again, if you need one of these, just kind of raise your hand up high. There's some folks over here, some folks over here. They have these books. We want to get one of these in your hand. You're going to use that for the rest of the series, not just for today, but also through the week. There's some exercises in there, some some scriptures to study, uh, some good questions, and in our small groups. Our small groups will uh, be working with this quite a bit. And Speaking of small groups, if you have yet to sign up for a small group, it is still not too late. You can do that today. Jake Harp, our discipleship pastor, will be out in the lobby just right around the corner at the One Life uh, kiosk ready to get you plugged into a small group. So if you haven't done that yet, want to do that, you can still do that today. This is the second week that those have kicked off, so we want to make sure you jump into that. Well, as I mentioned, um, today's a unique day. Our worship pastor, Evan Schwartz, will be interviewing a uh, a panel of folks, five individuals, that have bravely and very uh, generously given their time this morning. So if you will, give them a very warm welcome as Venture welcomes uh, our guest speakers today. How's everybody doing today? Uh, Well, uh, my name is Evan, and I'm the worship pastor here at Venture, and I just wanted to start today by reading a scripture uh, for you. This is in 2 Corinthians 5 in your New Testament. He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. Now, if you're here this morning and you would call yourself a Christian, you've given your life to Jesus you uh, have your faith and your trust in him. The Bible tells us that we are representatives of him. We're his ambassadors. The question we want to pose this morning is, what kind of representatives are we? How do we represent Jesus in our relationships? And when it comes to talking with people who don't believe the same things that we do, uh, maybe this is you, maybe you, you sit back and you avoid spiritual conversations altogether. Maybe you allow... Uh, fear of awkwardness or how things might go to stop you. Maybe you even say, that's not my job. Somebody else is going to do that. Or maybe you're on the complete other side, the polar opposite extreme, uh, that you view people as projects. Um, You don't look at them as people. You refer to them as them. 
come across judgmental, maybe, obnoxious, uh, and in so doing, maybe sometimes push people further away than they were before you started that conversation. How do we find a happy middle ground between these two polar extremes? What's the best way to engage people in meaningful spiritual conversations? Well, we want to do just that today with a bunch of our friends up here. And everyone up here would not call themselves Christian, but are willing to explore topics of faith. And most importantly, we get an opportunity to ask their advice. How can we best approach you and engage in spiritual conversations? Now, you're going to get to know these friends uh, pretty well here in the next few minutes. Before we do that, I want to preface a couple of things, okay? First, let's call this what it is. This is weird. This is super weird, okay? Uh, let's acknowledge for everybody up here that this is not easy to do. To come here in front of all of us and tell us how they believe things differently than we do. These folks are really, really courageous for being willing to share. And this can be intimidating and really stressful. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't even said a word. They already like you. Uh, so these folks are really courageous, and we've all agreed up here, everybody on the panel has agreed that uh, it's really important to them to share perspectives, beliefs, and stories with respect and kindness at the forefront, okay? These five want to share their thoughts without asking anything of us to change our beliefs or convince us otherwise. There are no agendas up on the stage today. Now, I would just ask that we all extend that same courtesy to everyone up here. Though some things that might be said might be different from your beliefs or your experiences, let today be about empathy, about empathy. Listen to understand. Don't simply listen today to prepare your reaction or your response. Let's be good listeners. Extend kindness, extend mutual respect for our friends who are stepping out of their comfort zone to help us learn how we can be better at this, to be better in our relationships in our lives. Well, let's jump into it. Uh, let's get to know each other a little bit. Can you guys tell us uh, your name, where you live, what you do, uh, maybe a hobby? We start over there. Let's go this way this time. Sure. Um, good morning, everyone. My name is Rola. Um, I live in Fishers. Uh, I was born and raised in Abu Dhabi. Um, I moved here in 2011. Um, my hobbies um, definitely like to travel whenever possible. Um, day to day, I like to CrossFit. Um, I work for an um, IT automotive company as a product manager. Um, as mentioned, I moved here in 2011. I went to IUPUI. Uh, growing up, I was raised in a Muslim household, so I do um, consider myself a Muslim. Um, a little bit of confusion is uh, I was <laughs> I went to a Catholic high school growing up, so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, we were kind of asking first service, what were your parents doing? <laughs> this is very confusing. <laughs> Did you feel that confusion? Um, actually, no. Uh, I would say it definitely shaped me um, yeah. growing up to have, um, I guess, um, I, I kind of had the best of both worlds, right? Yeah. Got to um, um, celebrate holidays from both religions and uh, got to know a little bit about everything. Yeah. So, yeah. 
And uh, I definitely had to look up a little bit of my worldwide geography yeah. uh, for Abu Dhabi to know that it's in the United Arab Emirates. Correct. Yeah. Um, a lot of people would uh, not know where Abu Dhabi is until I mentioned Dubai, which is a 90-minute drive from Abu Dhabi. Super close yeah. by. Yep. Yes. And so somehow there's a pipeline from Abu Dhabi to Indianapolis, yep. Indiana. Go figure. Yeah. Um, going to IUPUI, uh, there are a lot of students who come to IUPUI from Abu Dhabi. So um, it's, it's there. Well, you've said you'd be my tour guide if I ever went to Abu Dhabi. Absolutely. So I'm going to need you for that big time. <laughs> How about you, Josh? Uh, my name's Josh. Uh, I'm 26 years old. Um, lived here in Fishers my whole life. Um, I work f as a sales manager for a wholesale company, uh, so I'm just on the phone all day, um, just trying to make some sales. Um, and as far as like hobbies go, uh, I'm married, so that takes up a lot of my time. Uh, and then we have two <laughs> two cats instead of children, and I keep fish. Uh, I have a cool fish tank. So being married, it's a great hobby. It's a great hobby. <laughs> love it. I love it. Awesome. It's fun. <laughs> Mariah. Agreed. I also think being married is fun. <laughs> Very fun. That's one of my biggest hobbies, too. I love spending time with my husband. Um, I love traveling. Oh, my name is Mariah, by the way. Hi, <laughs> Mariah. So, yes, I love to travel um, around the world. We try to do, like, a domestic trip and then an international trip, like, alternating years. Um, and then the other trips throughout the year will be, like, to family <laughs> on the weekends and stuff. Um, also love to cook. I love to try new cuisine from everywhere around the world. I come from a very diverse family. My mom's side is half from London and half from Pakistan. My dad's side is from, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Lean on Me. He went to that high school during that time in Patterson, New Jersey. So it's just a really small town, a little bit of an underprivileged area. Um, so we have the New York City, New Jersey, just very diverse background and lots of perspectives throughout my life that have shaped me. So that's a little bit about my family. Um, and I think that's, yeah. oh, where I work. I work with IU Health and I work in organizational development. Awesome. Hi, my name is Art, uh, I'm 49, uh, divorced, three kids, older, uh, work for Train, doing electrical design. Uh, born and raised in the west side of Indianapolis, but I've lived in Hamilton County and Westfield and Carmel for the last 23 years. Uh, went through the Navy, um, so technical background, engineering brain, seek validation and proof of things. Um, hobbies are working out in F3. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have a fan in the room. And there's Nomad. Uh, uh, and other things like uh, Frisbee, golf, disc golf, roller skating, uh, trying new foods. Love to travel, just no time. Yeah. Um, so for the purpose of this Q&A, we'll call you by your first name, Art. Uh, but you heard about the workout group. Art and I work out uh, together in the same group. And in our group, we give each other nicknames. Usually they're meant to be obscure and to bring you down a little bit if you uh, are feeling mighty about yourself. So, uh, so Evan. If you know his last name is Schwartz, he goes by Spaceballs. <laughs> and Art goes by Blades. And that's not because he sharpens knives. That's because you uh, like to do uh, roller skating. Yeah. Roller, I roller skate on quads, not blades. <laughs> Super important differentiation. Oh, yes. <laughs> Tim, what do you got? Uh, yeah, hi, my name's Tim. 
Uh, I uh, am uh, a respiratory therapist at St. Vincent Women's Hospital in the newborn ICU. Been doing that for the last 20 plus years. Uh, live in Fishers, um, lived there for the last 20 years. Grew up in a very small town in Illinois. Um, and one day I found out my neighbor, Evan, went to the very same high school I did, although much later than me. Um, so did that we, was interesting. Did we call it like you, when you were in the high school, I was in the kindergarten, you know? Thanks, thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. yeah. Again. Something like that. Uh, so that's a very interesting connection because yeah. there's not too many people um, from our town who ever leave that town and it, to run into someone who has yeah. is, is fascinating. Just but a handful of uh, houses down from each other. We actually discovered when we first met uh, that uh, his house growing up and my house growing up are literally within a mile of each other. So it's kind of crazy to do that early in life and then do that later in life and not really knowing the, the first portion of the story. So, Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Um, and I have two boys. Uh, one's a freshman at uh, Fishers High School, um, plays on their JV soccer team, and then a uh, sixth grader um, boy as well. And hobbies, you know, kids take up a lot of my time, but I do like traveling. We go skiing quite a bit out west um, and working out. So, but not F3, whoever the fan out there is. <laughs> hey, if you I'm come, an orange we'll theory you, we'll guy. We'll give you a very cheesy nickname. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, everybody, if you have your guidebooks, you can grab those and kind of follow along on some of these questions. We may not get to all of them. Uh, as we ask some of these questions, they're going to give their responses. You could take notes on their responses, maybe even write down your own. I know uh, this week, as you've been working through this material, maybe you wrote down all of those. If you haven't yet, you can do some quick reactions to those. So, um, let's uh, start on what we have kind of dubbed uh, the Christianity scale. So on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, totally subjective, where would you say that you fall in your spiritual journey? A 10 would be, you know, a totally devoted follower of Jesus, a 1, uh, all the way on the bottom would be an atheist as it kind of walks up, a 2 or a 3 would be uh, some form of agnostic, like there, there's something, uh, don't know how to define it. Uh, but that 5, right at 5, would be uh, what we would call the line of faith. You've given your life to Jesus like we just described a few minutes ago. Um, you've put your faith in him. Uh, what would be your number in the room, uh, guys up here? What's, what do you believe your number is? Uh, I can go first. Uh, I would put myself at a three. Um, I do believe in God. Uh, I do believe in Jesus being uh, a prophet and a messenger of God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Thanks for sharing. Uh, what did we say? Uh, 1.575 when yeah. you asked me to be exact. <laughs> For the math whizzes For in the, the room? Uh, just about a one and a half. You know, um, it, it's not something that I particularly um, believe in. You yeah. know, I believe there might be some sort of something. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. I went with a 2.5, um, somewhere in the agnostic realm. It's interesting because I do have, like, definitions, boundaries, and... Um, values that I live by, but it's kind of made up by me. So 2.5 in the in the sense that I do believe in something, but not Christian. Yeah. Art? Well, this round, I, I go 2.5. <laughs> or, or it was two based on the numbers you gave for the examples. Yeah. Because um, I'm a probably a solid agnostic in my beliefs. And, but I, but I, same as Mariah, I have my own rules that I go by just not to hurt people. 
and try to live a good life. Yeah, that's good. Tim? Three? I, I think Rola and I have the, a lot of the same, aligned the same way, but yeah, just a three. Yeah. Uh, really nothing more to add to that. Well, some uh, questions about uh, certain beliefs within that. Let's start by talking about God. Uh, who is God? Does God exist? Uh, what, if God does exist, what do you believe about God? What are his characteristics, his attributes? What would you say, Art? I believe God's more of a, an ideal. Um, I think people need something to believe in uh, when they have something in their life that uh, exceeds what they think they can handle themselves. They need something to maybe give them a little more power, uh, something to lean on. And so the, the idea of God is, is, a, is something that can give them direction, mm. hope. Um, yeah. Is anybody else like that? Similar answer or something totally different? Um, I'd say mine is a little different. Uh, I do believe in God. Um, I believe God definitely exists. Um, as far as his characteristics go, um, I believe God is everywhere at all times. Um, he sees everything. He hears everything. Uh, he knows what's in us, what we're thinking, um, and his knowledge is beyond us. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anybody similar to that? Totally different? I would say I just do not believe in a God. Yeah. Another totally different, I'm very open and I'm okay with not knowing. So I'm kind of in a point where I, I can see why people think there might be. Um, and I understand that there could be a higher power. I, I am in the place that I do believe there is a higher power, but I am okay not knowing the interaction that that higher power may or may not have with humans. So I don't know about the characteristics fully, but I love learning about what other people think those characteristics might be. So mm. open to the fact that there may or may not be. Yeah. It's okay with me. What'd you say, Tim? Uh, again, I, I think that uh, I definitely think there's something, something someone out there, um, what that looks like or what it is or how it works. I, I don't know. And sometimes that's a, hard. That's a scary answer. Yeah, hard um, to define. Not knowing, um, you know, is scary for a lot of people, including myself. But I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Still uh, on that journey. Yeah. That's good. Uh, what would you say your opinion of the Bible is? Um, is it true history, or is it just a book of stories? Um, do you think there's good morals and teaching in there? Uh, maybe it's totally outdated, or is it relevant for today? What would you say about the Bible? Josh? Um, I believe that the, the Bible is you know, kind of a, a conglomerate of stories and uh, stories that may have been passed down, stories that teach a lot of good morals, good beliefs, good, you know, more of a, a book on how to become a good person, right? Or how to be a good person, right? And, you know, may not necessarily hold, you know, fact. You know, there, there may be a lot of stories, there may be a lot of truth to it as well, but it's more so of a, a guidebook, you know, written to, to help people be the best people we can. Yeah. Anybody else on guidebook similar? Uh, kind of, kind of similar. I always look at the Bible. I do have religious family members, and they send me passages and videos sometimes. 
Um, and I say keep them coming because I think it's something where I can listen to it, I can read it, and kind of take my own message from it. It's like watching a TED Talk or a Disney movie. Though you, you might not wholeheartedly agree, you can listen to the message and kind of, you know, um, get inspired in your own way and make it what, what stands out to you. So um, yeah. I think it's a book full, filled with stories um, that could be amazing life lessons. And yeah, maybe some of them are true, maybe some of them are just for lesson, life lesson? Yeah. Well, the Bible is, is, a, is a book of smaller books combined, um, at least from what I've he heard over time, that's what it is. The question is, who decided which stories go into it? Which books yeah. go into it? Which books were left out? And over time, um, those, those books that were written were they first-hand books. Where they was it something that's passed on orally that someone finally wrote down, so there can there, it's open to a lot of interpretation. And then when you take the Old Testament and put it in the New Testament, there's interpretation uh, right. going from was it uh, well just a lot of interpretation and translation. Yeah, you bring up really good questions that can be a little confusing when it comes to the Bible. You know, just bringing up the idea of things getting lost in translation, like. We kind of talked about like the telephone game, like we could do that right now and what I say getting down to Tim would be totally different, you know. It, that can be difficult to believe, uh, something over that long period of a time. Uh, and then throw into it, you know, there are different translations, there are different versions of the Bible. Is there a right one? If there is a right one, does that mean there's wrong ones? Like there's a lot of questions when you ask the types of questions that you're asking. Those mm -hmm. are good. Thank you, Art, for, for saying that. Rola, Tim? Yeah, so um, personally, I do believe the Bible initially uh, was delivered to humanity through Jesus. Um, however, as time passed, I do believe it was altered by, by maybe a man or multiple men. Mm. Um, so at this point, there are different versions of the Bible. And uh, I do agree that there's a, a, maybe a degree um, of truth to it in certain parts. And um, definitely agree that it it is a book where um, it encourages good morale, and um, I guess just like we mentioned, um, it does have some lessons to it that should be taken from it. However, um, as far as the truth goes, I think that may have gotten lost mm. in some parts as time passed. Yeah. 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 Thanks for saying that. Yeah. What do you think, Tim? Wow, um, I, I, I don't, I, 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 my answer is like, I don't know. Um, I think it's most certainly a, um, a book that is um, very special to millions of people worldwide, and it, and it does have a lot of good in it. Whether or not everything in there is, is written to truth of exactly what happened, I, I have my doubts, some of the, stories and stuff are hard to imagine, knowing what we know is possible today. But uh, most certainly, I think it, it is a valuable book in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, Church, be, be mindful to kind of write down what you think the answers to these are. Who do you think Jesus was? Uh, did Jesus actually exist? Was he a real person? Uh, maybe a moral teacher. Uh, Rola, you kind of mentioned that Jesus was a, a prophet. Was Jesus God in human form? What do you think, Tim? 
Um, I, th- I mean, this is really hard to say. I mean, it really is. I don't, I don't believe Jesus was the Son of God. I don't. I, I believe He existed, for sure. I feel like um, He probably was a prophet, probably was a holy man of some sort or another. Yeah. Um, I, I believe His message was accurate at the time and how we've translated over the years. But no, uh, and that's a really hard thing to say. Yeah. Um, I, I think Tim and I, I align on that. Yeah. yeah. What would you say, Josh? Uh, you know, to me, uh, there's very little denying that Jesus was a real person, right? You know, he was a human being. He was a, a person, a historical figure. I think, you know, he was a really good person. I think he was a really great teacher, a really great example of, you know, what humans can be you know, when we really try to be the best version of ourselves. But I don't believe uh, much more than that. You know, um, one thing that uh, Art had kind of mentioned on the last panel was the the resurrection and the the healing touch. You know, uh, those are things that I don't believe personally in. You know, I I can't fathom that to a degree, but I do believe he's... Uh, you know, a, was a real person and a good teacher and a great example, yeah. you know? Uh, I would say personally, as we've, you know, talked about these questions, I've really gained just a, a different lens of uh, your response, just, you know, looking at Jesus that truly was a real person. Mm-hmm. And I think as Christians, we tend, you know, we know that, but we kind of get lost a little bit as we talk about Jesus and can sometimes tend to be more of an idea, but then kind of looking at that lens of saying this was a real person, a real historical figure. That's it's eye-opening when you when you think about it. Yeah. What would you say, Mariah? I would say same. He to me, he was a very influential historic figure. Yep. Yeah. Art. So, I don't deny that he's a person, was a person, uh, but yes, the the three things that are hard for me to to believe in are the immaculate conception, the healing touch, and the resurrection. Yeah. Um, so, at this point, I think Jesus is uh, well for for the way everyone looks at it. You know, he's he's the conduit to to heaven. Um, but um, um, I had something for a second there. I lost it. Well, I was just going to add, I, you know, you can resonate with those really difficult teachings, you know, to understand uh, the things that you, the characteristics of Jesus that you described. Uh, you know, yeah. those, are, those are hard to believe. We don't see those kinds of things every day. No, you know? but he's the, he's the ideal to try to strive to be like uh, in life yeah. to get to heaven, but we're all sinners. We'll never, we'll never reach the ideal. So, but, but, but he's there as, as a guide yeah. at this point. A guide. Thanks for saying that. Um, so, Art, you kind of alluded to this. Josh, you as well. We'll kind of dive into this uh, question. What about the resurrection of Jesus? Um, is it real? Did it really happen? Did Jesus die and three days later uh, raise again from the dead? What do you think, Moran? Um, I actually, so I, I was Christian at one point in my life. I would have definitely um, called myself a Christian. I was involved in the church, and I definitely would have said, you know, he is, 
he was sent here by God. He is God. He is man. And yes, that happened. But um, over the course of my life, I've just met so many people with varying religious beliefs. And it did make me kind of think about my own and what I truly believed in. Um, so now I, I personally would say with my more agnostic belief that just with medical technology and stuff, what I know today, since I don't believe that he was God and now I just believe he was a man, um, that no, I think um, I personally believe that he probably, somebody moved him, moved the rock, or mm. maybe he wasn't dead. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. My, my belief. That's, uh, if, if you go looking for evidence that can be, hard to fully believe that. Uh, Tim, what do, what do you think from your medical uh, profession? Uh, well, I think you hit real? the nail on the head. If you go looking for evidence, it's a pretty hard thing to believe in or, or get on board with. And I think that is my mindset with it. Um, you know, did something to that nature uh, happen? Sure, but again, maybe it wasn't three days. Maybe it was a few hours and, you know, they thought he's passed away and he, he wasn't, you know, did people believe that there was a resurrection at that time? Maybe, possibly. I, um, I don't know. I, I, I find that my answer to a lot of these questions are, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and that a lot of times comes down to faith, right? Because right. These, a lot of these don't have answers. Yeah. Um, they could definitely be hard, hard answers. Yeah. Yep. But I feel like that's kind of why we're up here, right? Is because we don't know, you know? I, I, I agree with that, I, you know? Yeah, and I, I mentioned too, like, there, there's some fear in the unknown for sure, but the unknown can also be a beautiful thing as long as you're open, you know, to what that might mean. If you don't have a, like, really strong attachment to one or another, there could be beauty in keeping an open mind and continually learning, and then when you do feel convicted, maybe that's when you, you finally latch on to something, but there can be this pressure to be an expert in everything when somebody asks you a question, you know? And we don't have to have all the answers, no matter what you believe in, so. Yeah, what would you say, Rolla? Um, I personally do not believe in the resurrection. Mm. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna move to lighter, more lighthearted questions now. Uh, what do you believe happens when we die? It's not a lighthearted question at all. I, I tried to set it up to be kind, and then I just took it right back. I'm so sorry. Um, it, it's, it's, this is a difficult question. Uh, as we talked about these together, this, this is a hard one. Uh, is, is there nothing when we die? Is there a heaven or a hell? Is there some form of afterlife? What would you, what would you say? Josh? I would like there to be. You know, um, I would really like to say that, you know, when we pass that I get to spend more time with my parents or my wife or, you know, loved ones that, you know, when we die that this is not it. But I, it, to me, that's something that's so unfathomable, so far-fetched. It's just not something that I can, you know, believe in. I'd like to. I'd like to say that I get more time, you know, and, and another opportunity to, to live and, or, and, and have that, but yeah. it's just not something that I can, you know, conceptualize. Yeah. We, yeah. we talked about this, it just, I hear so much heart in your response. Yeah. Like that's, that's out of love, you yeah. love the people in your life. Yeah, no, it, it really, it hurts to believe that this is it. You know, it hurts to believe that I don't get more opportunity to spend time with them, but that's, 
you know, that's belief, you know, sometimes what you believe in can, can hurt, you know, and the truth can hurt you. Yeah. What do you think, Rola? Is it similar to that? Um, no, mine is a little different. So I do believe in afterlife. Um, I do believe in both um, heaven and hell. Um, I do believe that our actions in this life will determine uh, where we end up. And based on that, that's what drives us as human beings to uh, do good deeds, be kind, not harm others, etc. Yeah. Is anybody similar to that? I'm somewhat similar. I mean, I definitely believe there's an afterlife of some sort. I don't necessarily believe in a heaven as hell or heaven and hell in a absolute terms like people think of them. Um, but I do really think your actions here on earth probably uh, what happens in the afterlife is a, is a direct effect of that. Um, whether it's, you know, I'm going to go way out and talk about reincarnation when I just said, you know, that I don't believe in the resurrection, but, you know, I believe something happens somewhere, somehow in yeah. the afterlife. What that looks like, again, I'm going to say I, you, no one knows. Yeah. Really? We can say we know, and we can believe we know, but in, until we're faced with it, we, we really don't know. Right. What about you, Mariah? Um, again, I feel like I'm open to the idea of it being one or the other. In the past, I definitely would have told you I believe in a heaven and that, you know, in order to get there, I need to be as, you know, similar as living a life to Jesus as I can. But um, making that really, really long journey into discovering what I feel now and what I believe now, I did come to the conclusion that I'm okay if that's not the case and that if, it, if this is really it, um, I kind of told Evan on the phone, kind of this like optimistic nihilist perspective where it's like, um, if this is all for nothing, then I'm just gonna make it the most positive I can be. Um, I'm just gonna be kind and love the people I love very hard. I really care about relationships. So kind of just living each day with gratitude. I know that, you know, if you're thinking there's a heaven and you're like, oh, I just, I gotta, because I can get there, um, I will see my friends and family again. Um, just living each day with gratitude because if you don't believe in that, or if you do, this time we have is so limited. Like, yeah. you know, you just want to make it as good as you can while you're here. So yeah. open to either idea. And I kind of mentioned that I have my own book of guidelines and moral compass that I follow. And I think no matter what happens in the end of that life, if I'm following what I believe to be the life that is honorable, then if there's a heaven, I, I think I'll get there. And if there's not, then this was a great time. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Art, would, would your answer be similar? Pretty similar. Um, I do not believe in heaven or hell, but I do believe in uh, morals and ethics and living a good life, uh, striving not to hurt anyone, but, you know, make mistakes and occasionally you hurt someone. Um, yeah. But I don't think those minor actions uh, are going to affect what happens after I die. Yeah. Um, so, but I just believe in just living a good life and not hurting anyone. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, if I could, I wanted to take kind of a, a pit stop along the way here and, and flip the script just on one thing. Uh, and if it's okay, uh, I'd like to share what, what we believe uh, as a church about Jesus' resurrection and what that means for our death and what we believe. Church, I would say lean in. Um, Y'all probably know all of this stuff that I'm about to say, but you may even find that there may be things that you didn't fully realize even uh, with that. So 
Uh, we believe that Jesus came to earth, was fully God and also fully human, and that when he died, he took on the sins and the mistakes of all of humanity, humanity then, now, and in the future. Um, our sin separates us from God, but upon Jesus' resurrection from the dead, Jesus created a way to God by us accepting that grace and uh, accepting what he had done. When we die, our eternity is decided. When God looks at us, he doesn't look at our sin, our mistakes. Instead, he sees Jesus in our place, and we will spend eternity with God in heaven. Now, that needs hours, if not years, of fully diving into all the things that I just said. Um, but this is the most central belief of our faith in this church. And because of that, we practice something every single time we get together uh, to remind us of this, and we call it communion. Simply put, um, it is really easy to forget the why, isn't it? Now, that's true in, in anything. You can lose focus. You can forget why uh, exactly you are doing something, especially something so deep in our hearts. But we want to remember why we do what we do and how it's even possible that we are able to do what we do as a church. Um, we take communion together to remember this, and I would boil our faith down into these three phrases in their simplest form, that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. And if it's okay with you all, we'd like to, as a church, just do that right now to remember. So church, as you came in today, those communion elements were sitting on your seats. You can pick those up right now. Um, these uh, elements uh, represent, they are symbols they represent Jesus' body and blood with a small cracker and a cup of juice. And rather than just thinking to remember when we take communion, we tie this physical act to our communion to remember what Jesus has done for us, what we believe. So church, right now, can we, can we do that? Is that okay if we do that together? So church, you can open the, the bread. It's Jesus' body broken for us. And the juice, Jesus' blood poured out. Thank you for allowing us to do that together at a church, as a church that's really important to us. Um, so we've kind of talked about some beliefs. Um, could we kind of talk about some personal stories, experiences that you've had? Um, what would you say is some of your uh, religious involvement or church involvement growing up? Um, what are some of your experiences with that? Rolo, what would you say? Um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I went to a Catholic school. So um, as far as being around uh, church events, that was, that was happening quite often. Um, I would say um, one thing that really shaped me growing up was uh, Christmas every year. We would, we would all celebrate together at school. Um, I'd make sure I got all of my Christian friends their gifts um, ahead of time and uh, vice versa. But then also another important event uh, every year that would take place is uh, Ramadan. And that is a month where Muslims usually fast uh, sunrise to sunset. Um, the idea behind Ramadan is to feel for the hungry and the poor during that month. And um, my school would make it point to pick a day uh, every year for all of us to fast together. And uh, my Christian friends would take part of that. And then we would all break our fast together as well. Um, so I feel like I uh, experienced 
both sides uh, growing yeah. up, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing some of your Absolutely. experiences. Tim, what about you? Growing up, some of your experiences in religion, the church. Yeah, so I grew up in a very religious household. Um, I went to a Baptist uh, private, small Baptist private school through like fourth or fifth grade, um, and then went to a uh, Nazarene uh, church every Sunday. I think we did Wednesday nights too, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, I was on the Bible quiz team. Um, I was very good at it. Um, it was... <laughs> Self-proclaimed. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and it, it was overall a positive experience at the time. It, it really was. Um, when I moved away from the small town and, and saw a lot of other things, I, I realized that maybe everything that I was being taught wasn't what I truly believed. Mm. And it felt like, you know, looking back on it, it was a very judgy like, we are right, and all these other people in the world are wrong and terrible and this, that, and the other. And I just couldn't get on board with that. Yeah. It didn't feel nice. And the people there were nice. So I'm not being negative towards them or my experience, but I, I feel like it wasn't who I was. And, and, and uh, so it, th there becomes my journey of away from religion, and uh, that has lasted for many years until, you know, here I am today. I'm still on a journey of what is, what is out there, what is right, what is wrong when it comes to that type of stuff. And uh, that's it. Yeah. Anybody else similar experiences to Tim, early upbringing in the church? And not, not early <laughs> upbringing, but Slightly similar. different timeline. <laughs> similar in the way of stepping out of it and then realizing... I don't know if I believe all that. And so um, my journey, I mentioned how I have a very diverse background of family members. That's not just race, that's definitely religion as well. Some Buddhist family members, some atheists, some Catholic, some Christian, some Muslim. Um, and so I grew up just hearing from them and learning about their journeys. And obviously as I got older then knowing, oh, this is different. Like, wait, this one believes in a different God? How does this work? Um, and when I was around eighth grade to like freshman college, I dove into my own personal journey with Christianity. I went to a Methodist church and then a non-denominational church. I was on the worship team. I was so, so passionate about it um, and very, very vocal about it to my family and friends of just how in love I was. Um, I even almost went to Moody Bible Institute. I don't know if any of you guys have heard about that college. I visited, got all the paperwork, got accepted, and I did change my mind last minute, but not because I was changing my faith, but because I got accepted into another college that was very rare to get accepted into, so I was very excited. Um, and then slowly throughout college, I took philosophy courses and I talked to more diverse friends, and I kind of started stepping outside of what I believed in, and I was thinking, they're so passionate and in love also. And it made me also, like, as I learned what they believed in, I would pick pieces from it and say, well, I actually think I like that more than what I believe in. So it was kind of a slow progress of me slowly kind of figuring out maybe I'm not as authentically Christian as I thought, even though I was adopting that, you know, um, set of guidelines as I would learn more, I just realized I think I wanted to customize my journey a little bit more. So yeah. that's my, my journey. Yeah, thanks for sharing all of that. Josh, what about you? 
Uh, so I grew up in a very kind of semi-religious household. My parents are religious. Um, you know, we go, we went to church every so often. Um, you know, I was uh, I grew up in Scouts. You know, which is a, a semi-religious uh, organization as well. And we always met in a church every week. So I'm no stranger to being in a church. You know, and um, I did go to church camp uh, quite a few years. Um, as a youth, but it, for me, it was more so the activities and the things like I was going to the fish camp part of Christian camp. And so that's what I was excited about. And I always kind of felt a bit out of place and that I, I didn't have what all of these other kids had, mm -hmm. you know, when they were going to the, the same camp, you know. And uh, it was always interesting to me. And looking back now, you know, some of my favorite things, you know, uh, like... Goodness, I, I'm very passionate about like helping the less fortunate and like food pantries. I think food pantries are awesome, but they're almost always tied with churches, you know? And so I just think that's an interesting point that like, you know, uh, I've always seen churches do so much good. And of course, you know, you do hear uh, negative stories, you know, some of the negative things shown in the light, say on the news, you know, from, from some churches, but you know, there's a lot of good that churches do, and I, I like to see that and appreciate that for what it is. I, you know, not belonging, not being a member, not believing. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for sharing all of that. Yeah. What about you, Art? So I'm the youngest of three, uh, and when we were, when I was little, we used to go to church, and. Um, my dad was really into it, and uh, he was a, uh, an usher for about eight months, and uh, one day he told them he wanted to join the church, and they said, well, you got to pay your tithe, and he said, well, how much? And they told him, he says, I can't do that. We're a family of five on one income, and they said, well, you can't join the church. Now, this was 1977. Uh, churches aren't the same anymore, um, so we never went back, and... Um, so when I was about 12, uh, my group of friends started talking about religion. And they asked me, and, and I'd forgotten a lot about, about all this stuff by that time. And they, and they said, well, what are you? And I said, well, I'm, I guess I'm Baptist, because I was baptized. And I was like, well, it sounds alike, so I thought it was, I thought it was the same thing. And my friend says, Art, your dad's, your dad's Hispanic, you're Catholic. He says, you're wearing a, a St. Christopher. I was like, oh, I just took it out of my dad's jewelry box because I liked it. He says, your dad wears a cross, and he, he does this all the time. He says, you're Catholic. I said, okay. So I just used to claim religiously ignorant for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, but over, but as, I've, as I've grown up and become an adult, I started having a lot of conversations about, about religion and learned a lot about it since then. Yeah. But, what have been uh, some of your more recent experiences within churches? Um, have you been to any? Have they been positive or negative experiences, Mariah? I actually just went to church actually a couple weekends ago. I have a friend that moved to Dallas, and she took us all down there for a girls' weekend, and she said, will you guys go to church with me? It was actually such a positive experience. Um, I mentioned a little earlier to you guys how I still love hearing the stories, and honestly, I'm always inspired by a group of people getting together, you know, singing and just um, expressing what they believe in so passionately. Yeah. So very positive experiences within the church. Um, 
That, that was specifically within the church, right? Yeah. Is that the question we'll, you're we'll asking? We'll get to individual conversations. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Positive experiences within the church. Yeah. Um, I will say there have been moments throughout my life where I've gone to churches of different denominations, and there's been some confusion or a little apprehensiveness for me or just like a red flag going off because um, different messages in kind of like you mentioned the judgment of some churches. Uh, I mentioned to Evan how I've gotten messages of, oh, you know, this is how worship is. And if it's not done this way, it's wrong. Mm. Um, and you'll see the differences sometimes in churches of how they do things and how they might frame it to be the best way or the right way. Um, so I guess that's my only maybe one negative experience. I can understand how that can be confusing uh, if, if a church is saying that their way is the right way. What about you, Tim? I'm, I'm going to take that and run with it a little bit. Um, when I was married, my wife was Catholic, so we, she was important that we raise our kids Catholic. And every time we went to church, my goodness, I was completely lost what was going on. I was not raised Catholic. If anyone's ever been to a Catholic church, which I was just completely lost. And honestly, I didn't feel welcome because of it. And I will say, my experience with this in the previous session, the 930, after we went out here, wow, I felt so welcome in this place. It was amazing. It was a very positive experience. And that weighs on you. And that, that was so nice, mm. having people walk up to you and say hi, and this, that, and the other. And I never felt that when I was going to the Catholic Church. A lot of that's my own fault, because I didn't really know what was going on, except for Friday nights. That's when the fish fry is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what to do then. I, I know what to do then, and that church has a bar connected to it, which is really bizarre <laughs> growing up in a Baptist Nazarene church, but literally has a Knights of Columbus bar with a bartender for fish fry night, which I, I was on board with that, but the Sunday service, I was completely lost. Thanks, so. for, thanks for saying something about that uh, after the service there. What about you, Art? Uh, so since I've been with F3 the last year, uh, I've been hopping churches with some of the guys on Sundays to to see what the churches are like. They've all been very welcoming, very open. Um, and I've been to four different churches in the area uh, in the last few months. Um, you got all, all the coffee mugs to, to show it <laughs> off. Coffee mugs, water cups. I got all kinds of stuff at home. Yeah. Uh, There's only one I didn't particularly care for, but... Uh, but it wasn't anything about the people. It was about the message. Yeah. Uh, the, the message seemed very uh, intolerant. Mm. Of, uh, for me, I'm, it's hard to see uh, a group that's not tolerant to LGBTQ, and they weren't. Uh, so I won't go back to that church. Yeah. What about you, Josh and Rolla? Any recent church experiences? Uh, I personally experience. Uh, I believe the church was called Venture. I'm just kidding. No, you guys are wonderful. We've been, it's it been was today. It was yeah, today. Very first. Um, no, I, I, all of the experiences that I've had personally within the church, you know, ha have always been nice. They've always been positive experiences, you know, um, like I said, I, I've helped out with a variety of different like food pantries and that kind of stuff, you know, and, um, it, it's, I love being around the, the environment. It's just, it's not something that I, I believe in, you know, it's yeah. just, yeah. 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 Like Josh, I've been around, um, in food pantries and, um, more of social settings 
friend's kid's baptism or yeah. uh, marriage or um, something like that. And I, I've never had anything negative. Yeah. yeah. Let's hone in on like conversations that you've had with Christians on matters of faith, uh, engaging in, in spiritual conversations. Uh, how have, have those been for you? What would you say, Rolla? So um, one that does stand out to me is uh, a conversation I had with a coworker. Um, it was Ramadan. Uh, they had a, they threw in a pitch in at work, which for some reason it always happens during Ramadan when I'm fasting. But um, yeah, obviously I didn't go pick up food. She she came to my desk and she's like, "Hey, are you are you gonna get some food?" And uh, I was like, "No, nah, I'm fasting." And uh, obviously that triggered some questions, and I was happy to answer them. Um, I explained. Ramadan, what we do, why we do it. Um, I got some weird looks, weird vibes, right? Um, I also explained that, um, obviously, if somebody's sick, you don't have to do it. If you're traveling, if you're pregnant, like, you're exempt. Um, anyways, uh, she made a comment as she's walking away, and she said something along the lines of, no wonder you're so skinny. And, uh, yeah. you know, that, that definitely um, rubbed me off the wrong way, resonated with me. Especially these days, um, intermittent fasting is something that's talked about a lot. And from a health standpoint and from an athletic standpoint, it's super cool, right? But then uh, when something that's, when it comes to religion, I, that's the sort of comment I got. Hmm. So um, I would say that one that does resonate with me at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing yeah. that. What about you, Josh? Um, I have you know, kind of a unique perspective on this as, uh, you know, one of my absolute best friends is a Christian woman. You know, she attends church and service every Sunday. She actually came by here for the morning service before she went to go to her own church service to come and support me here. Um, but I get to talk to her multiple times a week. You know, sometimes it's every day of the week and we will speak for 30 minutes to an hour and you know, we, we've always just had a, a wonderful appreciation for each other, you know, and we teach each other and we learn and we grow, you know, and she gets to, to bring things and ideas uh, that she learns in her service and in her life. And, you know, I have more life experience, so to say, or not more life experience, but different life experience that I get to bring to the table. And, you know, we both are absolutely tremendously different people now than we were uh, a decade ago and you know both of us owe it to each other as far as the the growth and the acceptance that we have yeah you know i love that that you have an example of yeah. you know a relationship that's long term yeah you know and it beliefs. doesn't have to be scary you know we we both have our own opinions and values and you know be just because i don't um have faith attached to my morals, to my beliefs, to my values, doesn't make them any less than her morals and beliefs and values, and, and vice versa. Yeah. What about you, Mariah? I've had a little bit of both positive and negative experiences. I still have a lot of friends who are Christian. Um, I know I mentioned I kind of found the church on my own and had a very, very involved moment in my life. Well, slowly, I think that passion kind of shed on my family, and a lot of them started coming into the church. So as I had my journey of uninvolving myself with it and I started to open up with them about it, I did get a lot of, you know, shameful comments and disappointment. And I think they were genuinely just so in awe that I would leave the church. And they thought there was going to be this huge 
change within me, maybe that I would be a different person, but I've always kept my values and my, my strive for kindness and positivity at the forefront of my mind, even before I adopted that religion as my own. So um, I think now, after a couple years, they see that I'm still the same person. Um, but yeah, I've, I've kind of had a mixed bag and I, I have some friends that are very supportive that I've known for many, many years. And yeah, I would say that's, that's the bulk of my experience. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I know those discussions with family can be, can be difficult. Well, let's say for instance, uh, this would never happen that you're in front of a large group of Christians. What a strange concept. Very strange. Uh, you're in front of a large group of Christians, and they are eager to learn how they can best approach people that don't believe th the same thing as, as we do in spiritual conversations. What advice would you give to us? How can we do this better? How can we best initiate and sustain meaningful conversations on spiritual topics? What do you say, Art? I would say be open-minded. Um, you don't know what experiences the person in front of you has had to lead them to where they're at in their life and their beliefs and their feelings towards things. Um, so if you get into a conversation about religion, um, don't be super pushy. Um, you're more likely to push them away than to draw them in. Mm. Uh, but be open-minded and, and just keep in mind that everybody has a different opinion about everything. Yeah. What about you, Tim? I, you know, I, I don't think I'm very approachable on this subject, to be honest with you. Um, I kind of want to go through this journey that I'm going through on my own terms. Um, but with that said, and, and I mentioned this in the, the first session, I'm watching from the sidelines mm -hmm. and actions of people regardless of what group they are, whether it's Christians or, or Catholics or Cub Scouts or whatever, the people at the gym that I want to associate with, I'm watching. Yeah. And, I, and, and um, I'm not alone. There's a lot of people like me who we don't know where we're at. And we may, may not want to be talked to about it, but we're curious and we're watching. And the actions of what you do, how you act, what you say um, matters, yeah. not only to me, but to a lot of people. Yeah. And um, again, I touched this on the first session, the, the crossover that has happened, especially recently, of religion and politics is just, I think it's terrible for both. I think it's terrible for religion. Mm. I think it's terrible for politics. It really has pushed people away yeah. um, from it. Um, and it, it has made it, made it hard to get on board with a lot of things. Yeah. So open-minded and uh, actions matter. What would you say, Mariah? Um, I, I say stay curious. You know, mm -hmm. um, go into every conversation about this or anything, really. I mean, I think politics was a good example, too. We've seen a lot of, like, polarized opinions, and a lot of hate comes from that. Um, over the past couple of years. So I try to challenge myself, you know, if, if you feel offended ever during a conversation, try to maybe confront your, your um, offensiveness and, or defensiveness. And instead of reacting, maybe ask a question because typically I think people have good intentions. They just might not know how to ask mm. the question in a way that you might receive it well. 
Um, so yeah, I say stay curious along with the be open-minded. Yeah. Trust good intentions. Trust good intentions, and yeah. you'll know if they're bad, and then I think it's okay to say, okay, well, thank you for trying to have this conversation, <laughs> but I'm gonna. What do you think, Lola? <laughs> Um, I think it's pretty simple, you know, be kind, be respectful, um, you touched on um, listening to understand in your opening, and um, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when we, when we talked, I think we hit on that, that idea, it's better to be kind than it yeah. is to be right. Correct. Um, I think accepting different points of views is okay. A lot of people think it's my view or nothing, right? But mm -hmm. just being accepting is a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Josh? Um, I think that's huge, the, the listening to understand and not just listening and waiting for, for your chance to speak. You know, and I think that's important on both sides. You know, if a question's asked, you know, that I'm answering, you know, obviously that, you know, that's, that's the respect that I'm at, I, I would want. But on the other hand, you know, whenever you're speaking, whenever you're trying to tell me something or convey a message to me, I'm gonna deliver that same respect to you. Yeah. You know, um, another huge thing for me is uh, time and place. You know, uh, I'm not someone who wants to be approached uh, in the supermarket, you know, or at my place of business. You know, it, it's, uh, if you're a friend of mine, be, be it a long-standing friend of mine or even a new friend of mine, you know, if we're having a conversation and you say, oh, well, the, hey, that reminds me of this, you know, I'd really like to share with you. Or if it's okay with you, you know, based on that story or your experience, I'd really like to tell you this. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's huge. And, and 10 out of 10 times, I'm going to be there to listen and understand and respect you the very same. Yeah, that's good. Uh, kindness, time and place, stay curious. Uh, I like all of these. This is such good advice. See, church, this doesn't have to be, you know, as hard or as scary as sometimes we make it out to be. One of my favorite questions as I got to know everybody up here a little bit was to ask that Christianity scale, you know, that 1 to 10. Where would you self-assess? Where would you say you're at? And once they set a number, following that up with asking, uh, what's your openness to having conversations on spiritual topics? Everybody up here was a 10. I'm going to give you a quick caveat. Josh said he was a 2. If you're going to be a jerk. So he was a 10 if you were going to be really kind about it. Um, you know, you can start there. And we have to be good listeners. If somebody says, you know, I'm not really open, I don't really want to have those conversations, we need to respect that. We need to be okay with that. But most of the time, I think most people are going to say similar things. Hey, I'm, I'm open with the time and place, with some kindness and respect. Um, people would love to have these conversations. You don't have to run this whole play, all these questions we went through. You can just start start simple with your one. If you have a one in mind, you can start there. Hey, Evan. Yeah. I'm going to go back for a second. On, on the question I, that I finished about uh, recent uh, church experiences, yeah. I ended with the, one, the, the church I would not go back to. I just want to say I've had way more positive ex experiences in churches. That was like one of the, the most negatives I had. Uh, mm. Well, I'd say the negative one I've had, really. Yeah. But the rest of them have all been very positive. Uh, churches nowadays are very welcoming. Uh, the, the attitudes are different than they used to be. Yeah. And, and churches changed quite a bit. Yeah. So I just wanted to yeah, finish that absolutely. off. Absolutely. Thanks for saying that. All right. One last question before we take, take off out of here. So, uh, and I know all of our answers kind of varied here, but let's say God is real. Okay. And God totally exists. You have an opportunity to ask God one question. Just one. It's the only opportunity you'll have. 
and say you believed God was real right here and would answer your question on the spot? What are you going to ask God? I, I think I'd ask what, what actually matters, like what, what matters most, because there are just so many varying opinions, and people definitely stand high on their opinion and, you know, really can judge others for it or get really fixated on that, but there are so many. So I guess I'd want to know what, what actually matters, yeah. what matters most. What about you, Josh? Why, uh, and not in the why do we exist, why do we, but why and how can you stand by and allow all of the terrible, awful things that humans do to each other happen? Mm-hmm. All of the, the murder and the sex trafficking and human trafficking and, you know, an example that we, we kind of spoke about on the phone a little bit was a, a gentleman who works in the NICU. And, you know, these babies that are born just to die you know, why and how can you allow all of these terrible, awful things happen and not come in and stand in and, and make some of these things right? Or, you know, if the answer is to, to not intervene, to allow us to get to the best place. Personally, I think humans are long past saving ourselves as a, as a species. You know, I think that if there was a God, he should have stepped in by now. Mm. That's hard. Thank you for, for sharing that. That gentleman you mentioned was Tim. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. Question. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of people out there. I'm sure there's people that work in in medical here, and uh, you know, my whole career I've worked with babies and children, and uh, a lot of times great things happen, beautiful things happen, and a lot of times very bad things happen, and it is a real tough pill to swallow when you see that suffering, um, whether it be the patient or the parents or the things that happen. And um, it is, there are questions that hit your mind of why, why does this happen? What is the purpose of this? It feels like a sick game. Mm-hmm. It, 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 um, it bothers me a lot and yeah. it makes it hard for me to cope and deal w- or believe that is there potentially someone out there that could have stopped this, made this better? Um, sometimes things get better. Sometimes there's very sick kids and babies that get better. That's great. That's fantastic. My goodness, it's like wonderful. And it doesn't always work that way. And and that why is, is really, that's the sticking point with me when it comes to religion, when it comes to believing in a higher power, believing in a God, and all that stuff. When you see this suffering firsthand, and um, it is it is super hard. And I'm open to talking to anyone that's in the medical field about this individually, one on one, how they deal with it, how they cope with it. Mm. Um, you know, maybe there's other ways for me to look at this, but it's it's very difficult, yeah. and it is hard to believe in something when you see this on a regular basis. Yeah. And, Thanks for sharing that. What about you, Art? Well, my, uh, my question was just a simple version of Josh's. Why do bad things happen to good people yeah. mm-hmm. over and over again? Yeah, a lot of people ask that same question. What about you, Rolla? Um, I think we're all kind of are coming from the same point of view, which is wanting this world to become a better place, right? Um, and, and when I got asked what would you ask God, um, I also started thinking about the horrible things that are happening. There's there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of war 
And uh, my question was, what can we all do to, um, I guess, uh, do better or become kinder to each other? Yeah. 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 Thank you guys so much today for sharing uh, all of your perspectives and stories. Church, can you just give them a hand today? Well, we certainly said today would be unlike any other Sunday here at Venture, and we're so glad that you're here. Uh, if you're, especially if you're a guest with us, know that that is uh, very unique. I encourage you to come back as well again next week. But as we sat and listened, I'm sure there were moments in that experience where you felt frustrated or offended or concerned, or maybe your heart broke at some of what you heard. But know that there are people all around us, in our communities, in our workplaces, in our schools, who are asking some of those same questions. And if we have the boldness to build a relationship with them, to listen, we pray that God will allow the Holy Spirit to soften our words and allow us to speak the truth, uh, the truth that you heard surrounding that communion uh, celebration, the truth of Jesus and his love for us and our opportunity to know him for eternity because of his sacrifice. Uh, let me pray, and before I do that, if today you'd like someone to pray with. So perhaps you uh, thought of yourself on that scale and thought, you know, I, I, I have maybe more questions, or, or maybe you're ready to cross the line of faith. Our pastoral care pastor, Tony, will be over here under the cross. He'd love the chance to meet with you, to pray with you, to encourage you in whatever way that we can. Otherwise, I'm going to pray, and then we'll be concluded for today. Let's pray together. God, thanks for this time and this place. I uh, trust and believe that uh, there were moments today that you have ordained, uh, that you have set for us to hear and to listen, and I pray that uh, we may be better ambassadors for Christ, better lights in our communities because of what we experience today. God, thank you for the truth of the gospel and the power of Jesus and his life and his resurrection, and we uh, just trust, continue to trust in faith uh, as we believe and as we continue to bring others into that knowledge and belief and love that you have given to us. Uh, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week. Venture, we'll see you next Sunday.